Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm Richard Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about the ever-popular subject of manipulation and woman manipulation, woe manipulation, and manipulation. Oh, yeah. And speaking correctly. <laughs> we'll talk about all that. Well, we're going to start off with something that we've done shows on in the past, which is the four basic energy manipulations, and then move into some manipulations that we use uh, women to men, men to women, women against women, men against men. Uh, but first, I'd like to just talk a little bit about what manipulation is. It can be something really horrid, uh, where somebody is using uh, knowledge or some kind of uh, information against another person, or taking a desire or a need of that person and using that to steer them around. Now, the truth is, it can happen in little subtle ways and it doesn't have to be evil. <laughs> Not that there's any evil, I'm making a joke about that. We do it all the time because we're taught we cannot love ourselves directly, so we have to love ourselves vicariously through others. So the only way we can get love is to do something loving and then do the ah poor me, which we'll explain in a minute, and say, you have to give it back to me. If we were able to allow ourselves to love ourselves directly, we wouldn't have to manipulate. With that said, manipulation is very subtle and innocent, and it can be very manipulative and harmful to people uh, left unchecked and when it gets to be very unhealed. So we all manipulate. Uh, it is good to aspire to get to the place where we're not manipulating anymore. Well, part of uh, what we've been teaching on the show for quite a while now is uh, all manipulation is guilt manipulation. Mm -hmm. If you did not feel or act guilty, you could not be manipulated. And therefore, um, manipulation like guilt is virtually invisible to the average person. You just don't know you're being manipulated because it's done. Uh, the language codes began to touch on this subject saying that the word should is actually guilt manipulation, meaning that if you should do it and you don't do it, you're therefore wrong and therefore guilty. Mm -hmm. So recognizing manipulation would be the very first part of not being manipulated because you cannot notice you're being manipulated and be manipulated. Or if you do, then you're not being manipulated. You're going along with it by your own choice. But the point is recognizing it. Mm -hmm. Recognizing it. And here's where I think guilt manipulation, mm -hmm. we can train ourselves to uh, recognize the feeling of guilt. Guilt can come in the form of, of shame and oh, yeah. blame and a lot of other uh, ways, but it usually has a feeling in the pit of your stomach. Oh, yeah. And then there are manipulations where you do feel like, uh, and I agree, they're all guilt manipulations, uh, but sometimes it's. Um, when you're in guilt, you're just completely unconscious and you can be steered around. Like if you're in a group of people and you hear someone say, ah, everybody jumps and says, I'm sorry, did I step on your foot? Right. Because we are trained to react that way. Mm -hmm. But the four basic energy manipulations that we may as well jump oh, yeah. right into, sure. uh, the first one is the ah, poor me, and mm -hmm. that, as you just said so well, is the guilt manipulation extraordinaire. Uh, and how that works is 
oh, I don't have tickets to the game. I, you're so lucky. I sure wish I had them. And so the Ah, Poor Me is designed to make you feel guilty for having tickets. And mm -hmm. the only way you could feel better is to give me the tickets. Exactly. Uh, or invite me or something. So the Ah, Poor Me uses a helpless victimese to get somebody else to help them. Yeah. And it usually capitalizes on their guilt. And then if you don't respond by giving the tickets, then you have been painted as a heartless, cruel, yes. um, obdurate, calcified uh, individual that's not worthy of uh, any sort of um, sympathy. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, really ridiculous the way out of being, you know, when someone is using all poor me, to manipulate, then you can respond, and as you have taught me so well, compassionately, going, oh, I'm so sorry that you don't have the tickets, and I don't know if there's any available. What will you do about that? Then you're not, you're compassionate, and you haven't just pulled a uh, yeah. um, What are you going dunk. to do about that? What are that? you going to do about it? And, then, and so you're taking that and putting it back in their lap and then you are not manipulated. And you're not manipulating them either mm -hmm. because it was their wrestling hole that you just slipped out of. Yes, and, and sometimes, that, as you just stated, you state what, what it is that they're going through and state, well, that must be, you must be sad. You appear, you know, you look like you're sad yeah, about yeah. that. Mm -hmm. What are you gonna do? Is there anyone you can get a ticket for yourself from yeah. or is it, yeah. do you have any way? And well, that's something you taught me, the idea of well, the compassion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, then what happens if you still don't give it to them and they seek to continue to manipulate you, what they'll then do is step it up to our second manipulation, which is the bully. Uh, give me a ticket. They'll start intimidating you somehow. Mm -hmm. Uh, like we and witnessed in a restaurant recently, some man did not get something he wanted. Oh God! So he taught, sought to get it by bullying the the restaurant who the was trying to give him, doing everything they could to give him what mm -hmm. he wanted. But that is usually something you see that children go through the phase of ah poor me, eh, I want the crayons. To I want the crayons, and they mm -hmm. throw a tantrum. And again, the, the policy to slip out of the stranglehold the person's attempting with the bully is to say, no, mm -hmm. I will not give you a ticket. And then you don't say anything else mm -hmm. because they have no recourse. I mean, other than pulling a, you know, a theft, actual yeah. theft. And that's a, that's a case of manipulation capitalizing on fear. Theft, because yeah. the yeah theft that's good, uh, the bully always seeks to isolate its victim. Uh -huh. I remember as a child, I thought, why is it that this one bully is terrorizing a class of thirty people, and it's because the thirty people could not get their act together to say no to the bully. And then I noticed that the bully always will isolate someone by making them feel separate, by making fun of their clothes or their nose mm -hmm. or something like that. And then everyone else is afraid of being isolated and separated from the exactly. group. So they stick with the pack. And that's how the bully operates. So the bully is going to isolate you from your knowing. The bully mm -hmm. is going to make you afraid. So then by getting the pack together, 
That's the answer. Mm -hmm. So if someone's bullying you, what you do is say, what fear is being ignited also? Yeah. Yeah. And say, um, you know, how is that, what is that fear and deal with it within yourself? Exactly, yeah. So then the... Uh, what are some well, other ways well to done, deal with the actually. bully? Yeah, well, I know you um, had a lot of uh, things to say when we did a show on bullies one time. Yeah. Well, the bully is um, actually a coward yeah, good uh, who point. has learned to um, frighten people, you know, who is themselves actually quite frightened. Yes. So if you can figure out what the bully is so dramatically afraid of, like Nelson on The Simpsons, uh, afraid of being revealed of his economic class, of the, what his mother did for a living, all of these things would be the, uh, so you could out-bully the bully, which is not really the technique because we wish to remain in compassion. So you would say, oh, Nelson, I understand what your mother does for a living and that's gotta be really hard on you uh, to grow up in a place like that. Gee, I can see how it is that you have to beat kids up, but I'm not one of those kids. Like that, and so then, then, well, we've well, our theme is manipulation, but to, to, you know, to understand the way this is done is to understand the energy thefts. The um, what was the uh, the next one? Did, well, okay, so or we can well, stay on that well, one if you wish. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll just uh, talk about the bully. When mm -hmm. someone is trying to isolate you from your knowing and make you afraid, you step into your fear and say, "My old friend, fear. I'm bigger than this fear." What am I really afraid of? And don't attribute your fear to the bully because then the bully will have power over you. Mm -hmm. And don't engage the bully on the bully's playing field because it's beneath you, number one, and number well two, put. it's designed to give him the home field advantage, yep. or her, as the case may be. Okay, so then when the bully doesn't work, which, okay, I told you, let me go to that party. No, I'm not. Either standing up to the bully, rising above the bully, walking away from the bully, recognizing the bully within yourself, however you use, whatever technique you use to get away from it, then the bully may turn into the inquisitor. Now the inquisitor is somebody that takes your power by rapid firing questions at you to the point where you get backed into a corner. And right. I think you have experienced this as well as I have. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do about it? Yeah. Um, or so. uh, one, one little story that Please. I have with that is when I was working, I had gone in and gotten my salary review and you know those things that they do once a year, usually many months late. But anyway, I was in there and it so happened that my boss gave me a raise because I earned it. That was more than what most people were getting. And so he asked me not to tell anyone uh, because people don't understand how much extra work I had done and all that, and it would make people feel bad. Mm -hmm. So I get out, and all my coworkers who are around me, you know, well, how much did you get? How much raise did you get? And I remember being in such a moral dilemma because I really don't care to lie and I also didn't care to break a promise to someone and so I felt on the spot and it wasn't until I met you that I realized I don't have to answer questions and I don't have to answer 
the phone just because it's ringing. I don't have to answer a question just because it's asked. So one of the things that I learned from that is to find a way to deflect questions because many people, when they are asked a question, they find it very difficult not to respond. Well, we'll take this call and then we'll continue. Yes, we'll do that. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Mary and Neville. Guess who? It's Mary Ann. Hey. hey, hello. Good to hear from you. Yeah. Good hearing you. It's good feeling your energy again. It's been too long. Yes. Well, thank you. Um, I have a good medical manipulation for you because medical manipulation is right up there with all the other manipulations oh, yeah. we've been talking about. And uh, I've been fending off the medical manipulators uh, <laughs> for a while now. And so uh, oh, yeah. that definitely comes under the category, especially as you say, Neville, of guilt. I'm going to tell you to take this drug because you obviously didn't do something to prevent whatever it is that is happening to you. Mm. And, uh, and it's like... No, it doesn't, and and it, it's really kind of amusing to me to see the look on doctors' faces when you look at them and say, "No, it doesn't." Yeah, that's great. That's great. That was a bully. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's both bullying and uh, guilt. If, if you're not aware of the fact that that's that's bullying, manipulation in all of its form, as you say, Neville especially has its root in guilt. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. That 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 is that is a the. A, truth that cannot be denied. Mm -hmm. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, yes. absolutely, absolutely. I was wondering, Mary, since I'm having this medical issue, if you could tell me what the cards advise me. Okay. Um, I tell you, it, can you stick around and listen until after the duck? Yes, absolutely. Oh, great. I will definitely um, pull cards first, on that first, first thing. thing yeah. I'll be first. watching here from the sidelines. Oh, great. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Call in if you have further inquiries. Marianne used to help us on our show when we did the Arlington show. Marianne did, her, and her, hus her husband directed, and mm -hmm. she did a lot of work over there for us. Huge amount. And Thank you. Marianne is the person that I first learned about the Serpent Mound from and got inspired to go. And yes. then we went many years. And Mary, uh, and we still do, we'll go yeah. this next spring, mm -hmm. many years, and it was all due to Mary Ann. Yeah. But, you know, she brought up such a good point about medical manipulation. Oh, God, yeah. We it might have passed so, right over that. I know we would have, because that's not one of the things I had even thought of. So that, yeah. that's brilliant. She continues to be an inspiration to me. Uh, well, the medical manipulation of a death sentence. And yes. I know many people in the medical industry mean well, they're loving, they go into it because they love people and they want to assist in healing. And I'm not talking about the individuals, although some of them I am talking about, mm -hmm. but it's maybe the belief system that is funding that. I don't know, I'm not, I don't have a solution for it or anything like that, but doctors, when they did a study that if a uh, people that were given five years to live or three years, many, many times they, they pass to the day of what that was. Mm -hmm. Their body clock listens to that. And so when, whether it's from a doctor or your therapist or whatever, when you take advice from someone who is supposed to be an expert, you let it go into a different place, and that is a form of manipulation, mm -hmm. whether it's from your governmental leaders. <laughs> no, or no one in the government's ever manipulated yeah. anyone. Mm -hmm. Or your librarian, or your or, yeah. dog, <laughs> or your cat. 
And, uh, anybody just, that poses as an authority. Yeah. And it is that we are so susceptible. And we, we're brought up that way because our parents have to have some sort of command over the child in order to get the child to enter into the real world rather than the, uh, the um, cloud that is uh, the early childhood. And so it is necessary for us to be susceptible and we don't get any education about when to be and when not to be. Like if you do realize how the universe works and you tell this to do that and it did it because you told it to do it, but then someone else comes along and says, well, no, it doesn't work that way. You see what, and, and so you believe that it, you suddenly don't believe your own knowing and that's the basis of it because we weren't, we didn't come here to die of some, you know, uh, bacteria chewing on us or whatever that is. We came here to live a beautiful, long and healthy life and uh, was listening to a tape on the subject saying that uh, it matters very much the um, exercise that you get, the uh, diet that you eat and the thoughts that you think are what creates longevity. And we're taught um, um, only certain people live to be, um, we know someone recently that passed a hundred years. You know someone mm -hmm. recently that passed a hundred years and he did so because it was such a grand life to live. It, it really is about being happy and I tell you if you can get off that treadmill of guilt manipulation, yeah. uh, which ultimately guilt is guilt and stress, Death. the stress yeah. involved in guilt, the shame, which is this taking guilt inward and letting it contaminate every cell in yes. your body is the only cause of death. It's the only cause of resistance and all these different things. But, <clears throat> but the inquisitor is such a powerful, yes. powerful way. Watch how you handle questions just in your life. Watch mm -hmm. how you handle them. Do you feel in, in, compelled to answer the question even if you don't want to? And do you feel often that you're being forced to be rude if you look after yourself? Well, what you can do with the inquisitor is to develop some techniques. And a friend of mine had a really good technique for that. Whenever a question was asked of him, he always would do it with a joke like, and why do you want to know? Or, and why do you ask? Whatever it was, he did it very good-naturedly and it gave him time to center himself. The, the tactic of the Inquisitor will knock you out of your center and you don't, you don't know where you are. You don't know your rights almost. It's, yeah. it's like it's a shocking thing because our culture really does look at questions as being rather impolite yes. for the most part. So it seems a breach of... of uh, courtesy, mm -hmm. so you're thrown off. And when people breach courtesy, they're often taken aback and may not have their power right then. So mm -hmm. if you can make a little joke or throw a question back at them mm -hmm. and that throws them off their center, it gives you time to think and to know that you don't have to answer that. Yeah. Why do you ask is a good question or aren't you a curious one? Mm -hmm. Or you can say, I don't choose to answer that but you come up with something that will be an automatic response to a question, a question that you feel uncomfortable about. Not where yeah. is the gas station, I don't mean those kind, but maybe you do want to not answer that, I don't know. Well, early on in the editing of the Hidden Language Codes book, the, uh, I got into a 
prolonged debate with one of the editors when I said that all questions, uh, to phrase something as a question is to take the answer to it and put it out there when all of the answers are actually inside. And I was saying, therefore, we don't want to have questions because as soon as we have questions, we have doubts, and as soon as we have doubts, we have no knowing, and as soon as we have no knowing, we can be danced like a marionette. And he just lit up like a Roman I remember. Can- I was helping yeah, him do a yeah, lot of exactly. editing on the book. And he was saying, well, what about someone going, is this seat taken? You know, which is... Well, uh, I, I get your point. Yeah. I get your point. I have a slightly different perspective on Please. that, which they're both true, like all dream interpretations are true. But I believe questions, uh, something I wrote many years ago, that all answers are coded in the question. So if you ask the question and sit with it as if it contains the answer, uh, you are on to something. If you think the question is to lob responsibility at someone else for right. the answer, yeah. that's when I believe I what, see you're what you're talking saying. about. That's very good. But you can get other people's opinion on the question that you're holding for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll take a call and then move. Yes. That's that. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Martin. Hi, Martin. Martin, yeah, what can we do for you? I, I was wondering if you guys could do a dream interpretation for me. Sure. It's just, it's, oh, fantastic. Okay, yeah. so I keep having this, it's this repeated, very vivid dream where um, I'm walking and I'm surrounded by all of these children. It's, um, there's, there's a lot of details. It's, well, I always, I'm walking around these children and these kids, uh, they always look to me and they say, when will you be satisfied? Thank well, you. Well, um, well um, that could be your inner child. Um, that could be... Uh, when are you going to be satisfied with your life? I think a lot of the times um, children in dreams can represent an innocence. An innocence. Um, okay, yeah, I think there was a technical thing, but, yeah. but we can probably uh, do a little bit of interpretation there. <clears throat> um, children can represent our innocence. It can also yes. talk about a time in our life when we were the age of those children. Mm-hmm. and questions we ask. And something happened there where they felt disconnected. Yeah. And when and are you going to be satisfied? It's connected. like yeah. um, maybe being satisfied when you bring your innocence back because that's really what makes things happy. Mm-hmm. You remember what it felt like to go on a field trip and you didn't have to be in school doing that? It was like, oh, it's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. Anything new and innocent brings this great sense of peace and excitement to us. Mm-hmm. But as we get older, we get jaded in the fact that we think we've done it all. Yeah. So anyway, Martin, if you'd like to email the dream, I'd be happy to, Neville and I both would be happy to give you some comments on that. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for calling. And did you have anything you want to say? Before well, we let's return to our theme okay. of the show. And um, stepping out of the theme is, um, okay. Well, we were so. talking about uh, the Inquisitor and mm-hmm. coming up with, um, and the fact that uh, we were having uh, interesting two opinions about questions, you believing that not to ask questions. I believe we are served to ask questions, but not to lob the ex- responsibility for answering yeah, that's them very on well someone put. else and then get angry at them because they don't mm-hmm. give us the answer we wish or they don't answer it mm-hmm. to our satisfaction. It's really up to us to answer every one of our questions, although we can get other people's opinions. Okay, so we've done the Inquisitor, and there's no getting in. You're like smooth as glass. There's no hooking into you. There's no connecting because 
you take their question and you hand it back. If you look at manipulation and guilt especially is, I mean, we are talking about all guilt manipulation, mm -hmm. like Marianne was saying too, that if you take it, to me it's like, here's a box of my anger, pain, guilt, sorrow, all yeah. this. You hold this for me. That's what a manipulation is. Mm -hmm. And what you can do is kindly and compassionately say, I'm not going to accept responsibility for that. I can help you if I choose. I can walk away. I can, I can do it in any form. Yeah. But once you take responsibility because you feel guilty because you didn't help your father fix his car 20 years ago and you felt guilty about that, so I better help this person even though I'm late for a meeting that's really important to me. Mm -hmm. If you see how your guilt gets twisted up into other people's guilt and it's like this string, this rudder that people ste steer you with, exactly. you won't be manipulated by questions. Now the fourth one is the elitist. The elitist. One more on the uh, guilt. We had uh, sure. said before that um, it is a correct answer that love makes the world go around. Uh, absolutely, that's true. It is another correct answer to say that this world, at this time, guilt makes the world go around yeah. because you get out of bed to not be guilty of staying in bed. You get out of bed to not be guilty of having no money. The list is rather endless. So then we proposed the idea, what if guilt was eradicated? What if nobody ever answered uh, in any way guiltily? Hi, will you come to my party? Uh, no, I'm doing something else. Okay, no, and the other person doesn't go, oh, I'm snubbed or any of that. Just, no, oh, okay, fine. And I'll invite you to the next party and no hard feelings, no guilt, no nothing like that. Uh, because guilt has an incredibly souring effect um, <laughs> on, on, you know, humanity. The dads that never see their children, you know, after the divorce, things like that. Yeah. Uh, are, uh, that's just guilt. So what if there was no guilt? And you can't say that to people because they'll immediately have this bizarre picture of um, gangs taking over the world, you know, pillaging and whatever gangs do. You know, that there would be no order, but I don't think so. I don't think it works that way because um, well, we've yeah. had gangs for years. They're called armies. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a very good point. We have done shows on just guilt before, oh, yeah. and I, I would uh, recommend that people go into our archives. There's hundreds of shows yeah. we've done in yeah. there uh, on guilt, and really listen to that because it, it's a good one to do again. Maybe mm -hmm. next couple weeks we'll, we'll do another and one. There's a lot to be said but about But there is this. a lot about guilt, and if, if you lose guilt, you find love, and that's when things get better. And guilt doesn't bring a loving world. Guilt brings yeah. a fearful, manipulated world, and yeah. that's the end of it. And we don't do things. Uh, we think guilt is the only thing keeping us on the path of love and kindness. Mm -hmm. No, if you're living that and guilt's the only thing, you're going in the wrong direction. You have to do be pulled by love, not pushed by fear, guilt, doubt, and worry. Right. That's just the way it is. Well, as you said, uh, from guilt to innocence, uh, that's facilitated by God's yeah. lesson in it, which is compassion. Yeah. The well, guilt is there to teach you compassion. You mm -hmm, said, mm -hmm. yeah. So the, uh, you remember, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's guilt, 
um, is not, you're not supposed to just go from guilt to forgiveness and innocence. You have to go from guilt to compassion, and then the compassion creates understanding. The understanding creates change. The change creates a better you, and that brings the innocence. Yes, very well put. Yeah. Okay. So, shall we go on to the elitist? Let's go on to the elitist, except I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's what the elitist usually does. Right. You can't get through then. It's like, okay, I've tried everything with you. I give up. Talk to the hand. Talk to the whatever. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Yeah. What happens in our soul when someone rejects you or says, I don't love you anymore. I love this other person or I am going to go over here and take my toys and play. It automatically sets you up to feel like you're less. And when you feel like you're less, you do anything to be more, including selling your soul to the person who is shunning you. Right. And that's how it works with clubs, with wealth, with whatever. Everything. Any separation there is. With mus muscles or yeah. bikinis or whatever. It's ah-ha-ha, ha, I am better than you. And if you fall for that, it acts out that way. Yeah, and uh, that's because we are not taught self-worth. That's true. We are taught lack of self-worth. And that's from the very beginning. That's from the first, whatever family you grew up in, but as soon as you land in pre-kindergarten, what is with preschool? Why don't they just call it school? Preschool, who thought of that? Oh, we can make a lot of money out of preschool. it came after school. After school was already established. So they had school. to say, this is new, and you do it before you go to school. Right, so you won't be going to school. Right. They don't want the kids to think they're already in school. Oh, God, It's another no. manipulation. You're it not is. really in school. You're in preschool. And this is our society. It's mm -hmm. levels of manipulation so thick, not even reincarnation will fix it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you could reincarnate far in the future, but you wouldn't fit in. And we have our next uh, caller. Hi, caller. What's your name? Hi, I'm Luther. Uh, I had a very similar dream to the last caller. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. um, I was just wondering. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, okay, so the next thing um, when we were talking about the uh, manipulation, the manipulation of, the of the elitist, elitist yeah. one of the things that that does is. You see how each one has been stepped up. The first was mm -hmm. like this guilt and shame internally. Then it was fear, uh-oh. And then it's like, ah, being totally attacked, like, you know, it's starting to be on the outside. And when it gets to be elitism, it's like you lose your mind at that point. It's very easy to control people that way. Boys do it to girls in school. Girls do it to boys. Yeah. And I'd like to take a minute um, just to say, uh, that the male-female manipulation often falls into this category, like the boy saying, no, I don't like you, and pretending not to like her, and then her liking him. And something that is a more sophisticated type of a manipulation that I've seen women do to men often, especially married men or people that they're trying to get away from their girlfriend, like a girlfriend's boyfriend or something, is what they tend to do is act like a friend, like they're very innocent, Mm -hmm. And then plant a seed in there, like, oh, she just, uh, yeah, she just walked away, and she can. She reads the guy as being upset because the girlfriend took his Jello or whatever. So she plants a seed. 
ooh, aren't you upset about that? Seed yeah. planted, then waters it. Oh gosh, that's terrible. Yes. And then she becomes the antidote to that. Mm -hmm. Now, while she's doing this manipulation, if the girlfriend says anything about it, she looks like a really bad guy right. because she's saying, hey, look what she's doing. And the guy sees, oh, she's just my friend. What are you talking about? So her only other recourse is to do nothing. And then the other person steamrolls in. Exactly. Okay. Now, that kind of manipulation is very uh, insidious mm -hmm. and cancerous almost in a way. Literally, yeah. Okay. So growing hatred and then becoming the antidote to it. Now, males do that as well. They oh, yeah. have a bit of a different technique with that. It's not so manipulative intellectually to get in there. And I've talked to many women that have experienced that with other women, mm -hmm. where they come in, it's like, oh, I'm this innocent, mm -hmm. as they are doing this manipulation to someone close to them. And there are certain types of manipulation that are very difficult to deal with. And I call that one the doorman syndrome. <laughs> and there is an episode of Seinfeld where yeah. the doorman, for some reason, wanted to just really mess with Jerry. And I don't know if anybody saw that. You saw that. That's the, sign, the, the doorman type of manipulation where someone can seemingly get off scot-free, but it always catches up. You know, things oh, yeah. like that it's always catch up. guaranteed to catch up, absolutely. So it's the become the friend, plant the seed, grow the seed, then become the remedy for what that has grown. Right. So Whether let's that's have at everyone. work, that could be a coworker doing it to another coworker. Mm -hmm. Look, she did this terrible thing. She didn't finish this assignment in some way. Oh, look, look, and but I am so good. Look, I do that very well. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Plant uh, becoming a friend, acting as if they're looking after you. Plant the seed, water the seed, then become the remedy for the seed. Watch out for that manipulation. It's called the doorman. Let's have everyone wake up to that. Everybody wake up. Yeah, here. Hold, hold okay. this. Yes. Wake. Everyone wakes up to this sort of all manipulation. But all we, manipulation. We just live on a manipulation-free planet after this moment. Up. And we're going wake to up. Wake up. focus on the crystal to broadcast this into the third eyes uh, for the thousands and thousands, uh, millions of people that are going to see this broadcast and hear it. And you wake up. And so you hear the words. And all it does is make you aware that this person has some manipulation in mind. And then you suddenly become aware of what the manipulation is. All and, manipulation. Uh, yeah, all manipulation everywhere, all the time, just becomes just visible to you. Okay. Here, here. Uh -huh. yeah. Amen. Right. That's good. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's good. Everybody wake up. Because once you see it going on, mm -hmm. because guess what? What are we looking for? That could, that could also be seen as a savior syndrome. Mm. The guy oh, comes yeah. in, here, I can help you with that. Yeah. Whatever it is, it happens a lot between women and it happens a lot at work. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. It could also be the savior. Oh, I'm saving you from that person. I am such a good person. And then it grows and incites anger and hatred. And I'm a good listener. I can listen to everything you have to say. And oh, I'm yeah. such a good friend. Mm -hmm. Always watch 
what people's motives are, what possible motive. Oh, mm -hmm. they're just kind, they're just loving me, that kind of thing. Well, there was a teacher, Leah, saying that these people that, um, you know, listen so carefully and, and ask all these questions, keyword, uh, and then suddenly they know everything about you and you know nothing about them. Mm -hmm. And then they just build this data bank of all this information about everyone. And then they are um, uh, bullying people by, I will reveal you know, this to whoever it is that would hurt you. Yeah. yeah. No, this is enough of this on this planet. We That's just the Heidi Fleiss syndrome. <laughs> yeah, we just rid the planet of this or stuff. Or the Ashley Madison database syndrome. I don't know. I'm yeah. coming up with all these syndrome names. Yeah. Um, but let me do that once more. Just be okay. free of that. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Another way people manipulate each other. Oh, first of all, I started to say, well, mm -hmm. what's going to happen when we all are on to the manipulation? We say, hey, you're manipulating me like that. You're making me feel guilty about something I never even did to you because my father kicked your father in the shin. Now I got to feel guilty forever. No, just say no to guilt manipulation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just say no to it. Well, then we say, what are we going to do if there's no manipulation? Because we can't, we can't do all this. I'll give you flowers and you give me whatever. Um, we, we can't play those games. But guess what? Yeah. We will be at a state of truth and we will have creative things that we'll start doing. Mm -hmm. We will watch sunsets and grow oh, bigger and thought. larger than our cells and mm -hmm. we will think of wonderful things to do. We'll go take care uh, and nurture and love these children that don't have anyone to love them. We'll yes. have a lot of free time to do some loving. So can you imagine if we replaced all the manipulation with love? Yes, I can imagine that and so can you and so can anyone in the audience that would make the decision that you can imagine one of your meditations, which are so good, the heart healing meditation, you. where you, um, uh, it's a, for, it's a reasonably, uh, it's just so compelling. And you talk about expanding your heart to the point that it includes um, your whole body. I, I don't want to give your meditation away. Well, it's free on podcasting. Everybody could go do it. Go do it right now. Just go to podcasts or even my website, our website, but under my thing, mm -hmm. um, audios or whatever. Yeah, they're there. they are the it's, greatest thing. It's very healing. It is extremely because each one of us could have a heart that was as big as the universe and we do, but we don't practice and we don't know and we don't do anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for, because I, I think even last night I was listening to that as I fell asleep. Well, I originally did those for myself, and uh, well, so I'm I just glad. thought I'd share. Yeah, there may be some more coming because you just uh, are such I a genius I have tons that, that I haven't edited yet. Um, well, thank you. That's yeah. very kind of you, and I offer those to people as a gift there. So yeah. um, another way people take advantage of other people's unhealedness is by saying, this person really needs love. If I stroke their ego oh, God. and say, you are the greatest, which uh, a lot of times happens uh, to bosses, to um, celebrities, get celebrities sort of a sickness from women it. that want to take men's money, men yeah. that want to take women's money, men that want to take men's money, whatever it is, is, oh, I'm your best friend. You are so wonderful. Yeah. I, I tend to look at no, that's effusive flattery as 
not, not in an unkind way, but I, I got to say it does set off a flag mm -hmm. uh, that, especially if it's done without a person really knowing someone and all that. Mm -hmm. But often we do feel completely unloved. There's not a human being that is not without some areas of emotional need to heal. And that is okay. That's why we're here. But a way to manipulate is if you're lonely and I say, I'm going to come keep you company forever, and then you say, oh, yes, please, please, then what you're doing is setting yourself up to be manipulated by someone to say, okay, well, okay, I'll be with you all the time, but I would like pancakes every morning. Okay, I'll make you pancakes if you, mm -hmm. you know, whatever no, the manipulation is. No, no, I see, is. actually, yeah. Yeah, so the so manipulation... The and manipulation-free society. It's a new thing. Yeah. Now, money is at the root of an incredible amount of manipulation. True. And uh, money didn't always exist. I read something on Facebook about uh, prior to the uh, uh, Euro-Americans showing up here, uh, there was no jail, there was no money. There was uh, just an incredible list of what it was like to be a group that grew up as an enormous family tribe uh, where everybody, there, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't gossip, it wasn't anything like what we have going on today. Just well, remember that town in South America when I used to do a good news segment on the show? Oh, yeah. And it was that they declared it illegal to gossip. Oh, this one yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, small yeah. town or country yeah. in South America and that you could go to jail if you gossiped. They found that, I, I forgot how it was put, but it was, they found that essentially toxic and not useful, and so it was not permitted. Mm-hmm. And we could do that, but we don't want to have jail as the ultimate. We just want to have people know better than to attempt to manipulate, because a great deal of manipulation on both sides are unconscious. Mm -hmm. As the uh, language codes are saying, that's inherent in the language is manipulation, inherent in, okay, and while you can correct your, amend your speech to the point that you're consciously not manipulating, well, how many people are going to do that? The books, the books had an incredible record of, um, but, but that's an aside. Mm -hmm. um, well, may I say something about the language codes? Sure. While you compose an next thing, I don't wish to throw your uh, off course there, but mm -hmm. I, when you first wrote that uh, original book, and, mm -hmm. and I was uh, somewhat involved in this in the editing, oh, you were, getting yeah. it ready, and and you all did that. an amazing amount of stuff. Well, well, no, I'm just saying I I was listening to it, and I thought at the time that, well, it's really what you're intending, your intent that's the most important thing, uh, and I spoke that at the time uh, on mm -hmm. the show a number of times, and over time I realized that yes, it's your intent, but your intent is reflected in the words you use. Oh, so yeah. you can think your intent, yes, I would like that million dollars or whatever, that new yeah. car, but your words are revealing what you're really feeling, and so it's so important to watch your words. Yes. And there's not that, that, such a valuable contribution you've made with the language Thank codes. Thank you very and much. I have always wished I appreciate that it would be that. astronomically read everywhere. Okay. Yeah. We're working on We're it. quacking. And here's the sacred and holy duck. And I know that's a cube. 
Hey. All right, here's Billy, who's uh, being our duck master this evening. Here we Thank go. Thank you. I only put a duck. few cards in here this evening. Okay. All right. So there is someone coming into your life that will be very significant to your growth. Be receptive. Oh, nice. You'll right. be in a position to mentor someone, open up and share your experience, which I would love to do. Perfect. And those mm -hmm. are Mary's magical message cards, mm -hmm. a lot of M's. M-M-M-M-M. Okay. And, uh, well, I'm going to do a card for Marianne first. Okay. This is the segment where you can call in. We can still continue the subject if you have questions about this. Uh, I will pull cards at this point if you'd like to call in, and Neville will pull one out of my Chakra Affirmation mm -hmm. deck. Uh, so, I'm not real sure about what Marianne was saying, but we're going to do general about the medical and about the manipulation there. Well, this is really profound because it goes along a lot with what you're saying. It's saying that the only time we seek resources is if we're out of touch with the source and we are our own source. And so it's saying you're sitting right on top of the source. Something about the solar plexus I'm feeling because of the colors, but I'm also seeing this. And it reminds me a lot of sulfur. Mm -hmm. uh, sulfur can be good for... Uh, skin stuff and uh, maybe even autoimmune. I don't know that that's uh, known for that, but something like that. Thank and I'm you, not uh, giving you a diagnosis for those that would like to uh, be yeah, alarmed about that. I'm yeah. just telling you what I feel. Um, so, in other words, take your own source, your own resource. Here we have the playfulness and spreading light. I think uh, peace and stress-freeness and doing your own thing is a ticket here again, as far as just your life, doing your own thing. But it may be also about getting some of your energy running and using energy healing as a supplement to whatever you do. And the, the most important thing is about taking some armor down and maybe going back into the history and seeing, do I still have a, a conflict about something in my past that I haven't resolved because who doesn't? And until you know a technique like EFT or another form of uh, en emotional yeah. energy healing, sometimes it can, they can, things can sit there unknown for quite some time. But it does feel like there's a conflict, and you may want to be, uh, since there's metal in that, be careful of, uh, not be careful, but look into the metals in your body like a detox or something like mm -hmm. that, or getting them in balance. And the chakra affirmation card is, I give up control so that I may find power. Is that a solar plexus? That sure is. It is, yeah. That's one of my favorite cards. I give up control so that I may find power. Now that is the affirmation that would be the antidote. Yeah, there you go. Good job on pulling that. Well, thank you. You did the cards. Good job. No, but yeah. you pulled it. And we have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Edith. Edith. Hey, hey, Hi, Edith. how are you doing? Great. Um, I, I'd like a reading, but I also have a question. You were talking about how women manipulate men, and I've, I've seen women that are master manipulators of men. But what do you think about the men that just seem to allow themselves to be manipulated or don't, don't seem to have the, um, I don't know, the perceptiveness or intuition to to realize that they're being manipulated. What and, a um, I'll brilliant... I'll take the off the air. Okay, what a brilliant question, because I we both had wanted to discuss that and totally 
um, it, it, you know, it just got away. Yeah. But I feel, and I would love to hear your answer, Neville, uh, I feel that men are not brought up where it is acceptable to have emotion, to talk about it, and to feel it. And so when they get into the world of subtlety and emotion, they have no experience and they take things at face value because the way males manipulate each other is usually bopping the basketball away from them. That kind mm -hmm. of, a very real visceral, I'm gonna manipulate you by s pretending like I'm gonna shoot the basket and go around on that side. It's something very substantive, left brain tangible. Mm -hmm. Whereas women have this whole brain thing where they can get these very subtleties that mask themselves mm -hmm. as this other thing. And so I really think it's from lack of experience in that world because males are not allowed to go there. Shut up, don't cry, yes. be a man. What are Men your are not allowed to speak for that very reason because if something annoys a man, he cannot say that's annoying me mm -hmm. because he will give up the persona of being the cool dude. So that's why men don't answer. That's why you, you state a, something that you want a solution for and he says nothing. And it's because if he acknowledged that, he would lose his cool. Now, men are very easy to understand. There's a whole chap chapters in face reading about how to understand what's going on inside of another human being. Oh, great thing to do with yeah. you. Well, face reading, and it, it's revealed to look at a person uh, just uh, in certain ways how awake they are about the other gender. And men, it's very easy to understand we men. We are visually oriented. It is. It's just ridiculous. That's what, yeah, the tangible, the basketball. Yeah, exactly. The and woman's body. <laughs> yeah, Usually, exactly. Usually, if you want a man to go to sleep, just wear a tank top yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Is that uh, what you're saying? Well, uh, yes, and even more so than less subtle than what you're saying. The, and so the guy is just out like a light. And when two men go at it, they pick some sort of um, reference to the other man where he is not attractive to women. Then the crest falls on the other man, and the one that made the reference then takes that well, other that's, man. You know, um, that is so true, and that's going to be in my book. We could book. do a show. Well, oh, it's really? going to be. You know, I've, I've meant yeah. that it's going to be in my book about um, helping the male. Um, I'm actually writing a book to assist with this very thing that Edith brought up. Yeah. And what you're talking about is so evident. I've seen that where I've been again with and a again guy again. and his so-called best friend is saying, "Oh man, you got sure have uh, small muscles in your arms or something yeah, like exactly. that to call attention." Right. Uh, but it's so overt and clunky compared to the sophistication that some women can bring yes, things to. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, not to rush, but I believe we have other um, callers Edith, this what evening. a brilliant question. Okay, this is Edith's reading. Uh, look, you saw me. I shuffled. Yeah. Um, to the source, getting to your source, uh, there is a lot of profound things going on. I, I sleep with a notebook by your bed, lots of stuff coming to you. And I shuffled these. You saw me, didn't you? Yeah, you okay. did. I shuffled and, and went all the way through the deck and, and selected. Okay, and then the fighting card, which we got from Marianne too, it's saying that sometimes you don't trust yourself. You're fighting with the idea that you already know the answer. And so now's the time to take down that armor. Don't even fight because the fight really is with yourself and it's your, your own knowing, trusting your own knowing. And what happens when you don't trust your own knowing is you 
sometimes people can attract people that are reflecting back something that makes you, often politics. this card is about like office politics or someone uh, not being honest or upfront or real with you. And so until we trust ourselves, and this is trust your instincts right now. Excellent. Yeah. Great one, great one about the So we have, yeah, and we have our next caller, I believe. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? This is Roberta. Roberta, what can we do for you? Uh, first, I want to say I stumbled on your program uh, many months back, and uh -huh. I enjoy it so much. Well, thank um, you. I'm thank learning you. a great deal. I've been uh, learning a lot from a teacher, but the two of you sharing your love and thoughts and wisdom, I want to thank you very, very oh, much. You're welcome. Thank you. And um, uh, I, it just makes me feel like I have some kindred spirits here. Aww. And I've never had anyone read my cards, Mary. I'd be very, very uh, honored if you would do a reading. Well, I am honored that I would be the first one. So thank you for calling in. And so I pulled some as you were talking, as we were stepping into your energy. And thank you again for your nice and kind, wonderful comments. Uh, the first card we get is the miser, and this is a woman who has a lot of gifts, and she has all of her jewels and her um, coats and her furs and everything all around her, and she feels scared to set them down. Uh, she feels unsafe. So what I would suggest with this is that you have a lot of gifts coming up, and don't feel like you have to hold on to them, but also don't feel like you have to share them. Just because you know how to cook and you can, uh, you're good at bookkeeping and you're good at listening to people's problems doesn't mean that you have to do everything. Just because we can doesn't mean we have to, which is this exhaustion card. Even if we love it, if we don't take care of ourselves or we do it too much, we can become exhausted. And this is talking about patience. There's another thing, too, as we're developing spiritually. We, we want it right now. We all do. And it's saying be patient. There's a lot of things coming. And I feel very significant with the moon energies with you. And this is uh, talking about something uh, coming and getting ready to be born but also with moon energies, and I feel like it's going to be significant in the next few years, something you may be doing that be a big part of your practice. Oh, yeah, okay. absolutely. And we oh, have and you next... want to do an affirmation oh, I'm real quick? So, yeah, here we go. Um, okay, sorry. this is throat chakra. And then we'll get to the next. I take joy in my self-expression, and it doesn't matter who hears or sees it. I take joy in my self-expression, and it doesn't matter who hears or sees it. Great. Yeah, excellent. Good job. Okay. And uh, okay. since I was reading this between before the show started, it was a book I wrote a long time ago. Uh, anyhow, just I got a story left? published in this, and I can't find the story, and it's a great story. Okay. Anyhow. Um, was there a caller that was on hold that didn't make it? Okay. Uh, um, in this last minute, caller um, that was on hold, first card is transformation. This card can remind you to pay attention to your dreams. Your guides are helping you to transform a situation in your life. And the second card is morality. Don't be so hard on yourself. And if you think you're not judging yourself, just look at the things that irritate you about other people because that's what you're judging in yourself. Oh, well um, and not, don't do that. Um, there's a success coming. It might even be a promotion, and it doesn't have to be a work promotion. It could be any kind. Excellent. Okay. And Wanted to get that in there. So thank you for holding. Uh, it's the third eye chakra. I see into the hall of record of all that has been or will be. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yes. thank you. It was our yes. joy and honor to take you to the door. Yeah, and you're going through, so enjoy yourself. May as well. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Yeah. Okay. And um, oh, Ruby Tuesdays, if we're still. Yep, like I think oh, we. This is the Mike is still roll. up. Yeah. Um, so, four, three, two, one. Yeah. Okay, we didn't have a credit roll.